Well, hello. Welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, I'm joined today by Debbie Johnston. Debbie is a uh, integral part of the music and worship ministry here at First Baptist, and we're not related, right? Not at all. Not at all. No, was asked we're... that Sunday, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. We we both have T's in our name, which is really unusual, but um, we're not related. But Debbie has been with us for we're gonna I'm gonna guess about four years, three to four years. Oh, almost five five years. Okay, next month. Yeah. Okay. So she's been our pianist. She helps with uh, choir. She helps with our worship service. She's played keyboard. Uh, she's helped in children's things. She's done all kinds of things in our church. And I just wanted to take some time to let you get to know her. You see her every Sunday playing the piano. And uh, it's always interesting to get to know something about the folks that we see up there. So welcome, Debbie. It's Thank good. You. It's good to have you. So we're just going to spend a, a little time. And we're going to get to know Debbie just a little bit better. That way, when you see her, at least you'll know uh, a little bit about her. And and so we've established a little bit of ground there, and, and you'll get to know her just a little bit. So I guess the first thing that that I always ask folks is, where are you from? And in fact, really, that's what we as, well, I guess every region of the country does, and it does this. But Southerners have a real tendency when they first meet somebody to to figure out, they say, now, 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 where are you from? And then we, then that runs into, well, hey, now I know, did, do you know this or do you know that or do you know this person, you know? So, but so Debbie, tell us uh, where you're from and all that kind of stuff. We like to know. Well, I am originally from Pensacola, Florida, grew up there, moved there when I was in fourth grade and uh, stayed there till I went off to college. So you're a, a Floridian, I am. correct? I, am. I got you. So I had a lady, another lady in our choir. Teresa Powers said, ask Debbie how we got to know one another. So it is funny how paths cross. So how did you and Teresa meet? We were both members at First Baptist Church Panama City back in the 90s. Oh, okay. When her oldest and my oldest were in the nursery together. Oh, okay. So, so Yeah, and then met back up about 20 years ago here wow. at Coleman. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in Pensacola, mm-hmm. in the panhandle of Florida. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you made your way to God's country up here in North Alabama, right? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But no, eventually. So how did you make your way up here? Uh, went to Sanford University okay. in Birmingham. That's that's what brought me to Alabama. And and I have moved around since then. Like I said, ended up in Panama City for about eight years, um, but have been in Alabama ever since. I got gotcha. you. And so I know that, uh, and I know you'll tell us a little bit about your career path. So Tell us about your career path. You said you were in Panama City and different places. So kind of tell us how that worked out. Well, I was an elementary music teacher, taught for a little bit in Florida. When I came to Alabama, I taught some piano and then ended up in Coleman about, I'm going to say, 15 years ago. Taught at the primary school, taught at, the El- uh, taught at West Elementary, taught at the middle school, taught at the high school. So I taught at every school in Coleman City except East Elementary. See, our paths first first crossed because all my grandchildren went through either West or primary school. And then my daughter was the guidance counselor there at West for mm-hmm. many, many years. And, and now she's at the primary school. But so I first kind of came to know about Debbie 
just because of the teaching, you know, and teaching all these different kids music. And so, well, that's great. So, yeah. so you made your way to Coleman. So you're mm-hmm. here in Coleman and, or actually, I guess when I first met, you lived in Hartsel. Is right. that correct? Mm-hmm. So did you live there for several years? Lived there for 17 years. And that's when I was teaching piano and substitute teaching. And then when I found out about the job opening in uh, with Coleman, um, interviewed for that and was and it got that job. Yeah. And so taught here for years and years. Yeah. Mostly at the primary school. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. That that's great. So now I know as a mom, you always moms always want to tell us about kids. So so you have kids, you I have do. children. Tell us about those folks. I'd love to hear about that. Okay. I have a son named Matt and he and his wife Haley live in Decatur. Okay. So it's not too far. I get to see them on a pretty regular basis. And I have a son named Chris that's single and lives in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was thinking now he it, when I, when we first met, was he at Auburn? Yes. Yeah. So he went. The to youngest school. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he went to school at Auburn. Yes. I yeah I, I remember that that about that. So somehow in the midst of all this, uh, we we found out about I, I, well our longtime pianist uh, had health issues and so she had to step aside. And so we were in search of a pianist. And so I think you and I established that there's a commonality, a common friend that may have gotten us together. And so, and you got a call, uh, and that's Jenny McCluskey. Mm-hmm. I know you and her are close friends mm-hmm. and good friends. She's a, a pianist here, a piano teacher, voice teacher, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we were in search. And I think you're right when you say that she gave me your name. Yeah, I think that's how that happened. Yeah. And so when, when we connected and you came down, I guess. I guess you would say the rest is history, right? <laughs> yeah. No, five years kidding. later. Five years later. Mm-hmm. See, I guess that's right. I've been here five and a half years. I joined the first Sunday in February of 2018 and started playing the second Sunday. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I can remember it. Yeah. Well, I know it's been a it's been a wonderful thing. I mean, I know we went through COVID, went through all that kind of, we've had some craziness during these last five years, but Mm -hmm. God is really blessed. And he, we were just in our conversation before we started with this, we were talking about how new people come along, you know, and how, how many new people we have in our church. And so, and so that's a, that's a blessing. So you come to, and having been on staff at different churches, when you come into church, you kind of come in in a little different way, don't you? It's kind of like you're, it's almost like you're just plopped in the middle of everything going on, and here I am. But I, it's as I observe, it seems as though you've been able to find your way in, find a Sunday school class, meet people. Tell us about how's it been? How's been your how's your first Baptist experience been? Well, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, how I ended up here, and I tell them a little bit about the story and just how the timing was right when I first moved to Coleman. I had visited other churches, but as soon as I visited here, I knew this was the church for me, whether I played or not. I still was going to be a member here. Right. So um, I've just enjoyed being a member of this church. The right. Bible teaching that I get, the Sunday school class that I have. I'm in Scott and Sheila Carlin's um, Sunday school class. So um, I've just enjoyed being a part of the church. Yeah. And see, that's a wonderful thing too. That you're here, you're here to, and you help us tremendously with all our different musical endeavors. Especially me, I I put a lot of pressure on you sometimes. I know that, but you're great, and you do a good job. And so I just appreciate what you do. But it is wonderful. Never just accept that just because a person works at a place that that's the place. Mm. You know, because you've probably been like me. I've been at churches that I might be on staff, 
and I might have a, a responsibility there, but I never really felt like I had quite made my way into the, for lack of a better word, DNA of the church. Mm. I never felt like it was my church, you know? And so uh, that is that is a wonderful thing. One of the things that I always ask people, and, and people love to hear, uh, I always ask about their salvation experience. So just give us in a nutshell how you came to know Christ and how he's worked in your life to to forge this ministry and maybe just a word of testimony, however mm-hmm. you want to do that. Okay. Uh, grew up in a Christian home. My dad was the Baptist minister of music, youth, education. He did everything except be a pastor. Okay. He filled all those other roles. And mom was a math teacher. But like I said, grew up in a Christian home, was always in church. Around the age of nine or 10, I began to really understand what it meant to be a Christian. And then I was a sinner. And on Mother's Day, 1972, I walked the aisle and became a Christian. So been a Christian since 1972. It wasn't until college, really, that I began to do in-depth Bible study and, and go into Bible studies and, and understanding, you know, um, that my relationship with Jesus was the most important thing. So that happened in college. Yeah. I think a lot of folks, we've talked about that. Most people I talk with it. You know, and they they accept Christ at an early age, and they did, and that that was genuine, mm-hmm. even in my own case. But there comes a time as you approach an adult or college or uh, later high school where you you come to a realization of who God is, and you start to seek that. You know, so I think I think that most people kind of fit that bill, so to speak. It's different with others. You know, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But but a lot of folks that I talk with, they they. They they express it that way. So from here, now that now is, you've you taught for how many years? Here, in well, Col- I mean, as far as total? teaching, oh, I don't even know total. <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah, that's here in Coleman, right? Or well, I'd some in Florida mm-hmm. and in Decatur for a couple of years, and then here mostly. Right. So yeah. then, at some point down the line, here in the last few years, you said, "Time to retire." So Time tell to us. Re- Tell us about that. How did you, how did you come to that conclusion? Because you're not. I mean, I don't. I never want to get into age with a lady. I get in trouble. But, <laughs> but you're not. You know what I would consider retirement age. Age. And so, uh, what? How did you come to that realization? It was during COVID when COVID first mm. hit, and there was a lot of technology being required of me, and that is just not my thing. Yeah. And so, I people kept telling me that you'll know when it's time. And I just knew it was time. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with the kids or anything. I miss the kids right. all the time. Um, but yeah, that happened a little over two years ago. Yeah. So, so now I teach piano. And a lot of piano, right? I have 19 in-person students and one virtual student. So wow. 20, yeah. yeah. But now that's just, for you, that's like, that's what you've always done, correct? Yes. I mean, education. And uh, so that's not, that sounds like, Lord, that sounds like a lot of piano students. Well, I started teaching piano when I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. So on and off all this time, I've done it. And I just love it. I love, like I said, when I was teaching school, I loved being with the kids. But there's just something about that one-on-one in Mm -hmm. a lesson that I really, I really thrive on. Right. So I just love, like I said, I love the one-on-one and I love teaching kids. Yeah. So I guess it'd be safe to say then in, in life, you're, your actual God calling is teaching yeah. and education, yeah. Because uh, you you've invested your whole life in that, so 
So what next? What what's the next thing future wise for Miss Debbie? What's the... there really is no future plan. I mean, I'm ha- I'm very happy where I am. Like we've talked about the church mm-hmm. situation. Very happy where I am. Very happy with the number of piano students that I have, and um, I'm just content right now. Yeah. You, so you enjoy you enjoy this, and I'm I'm guessing being out of the education system like that, it's a lot less pressure. You know, like you were talking about. I know. Because uh, I have daughter, daughter-in-law, they're all involved in education, and mm-hmm. it, it's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of teachers, they love the teaching aspect of it. But there's a lot, there's so much that goes along with. Uh, it would be like being a minister of music, you know, if you love just one aspect of it. But it's a multifaceted job, and I'm mm-hmm. sure education is the same way. And every you can't like every piece of everything, so. I know that's difficult, but we're just glad that you're here with us. It's exciting to have you here, and um, man, it's, isn't it great to be part of a growing church? Oh, it is great. I mean, it's a it's a thrill when people come and we see people grow. And um, my hope and my prayer is too that people feel like, even though we have a lot of members uh, here at First Baptist, that each one has that they're part of a group. You know, choir sort of fulfills that role of being part of a, a group, part of a ministry, part of a shared experience. And then then you said that uh, your Sunday school class uh, has been a good thing. And so even though, and this is hard to explain to people sometimes, yes, it's, it is a fairly large church. But boy, if you find your niche right there, you find people that love you and that'll grow with you. And I know, and I know you minister to a lot of people. You're uh, one of our I Care leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate that, and I know you do a great job with that, and faithful with doing it. And so that's a, I care. It's just a, an aspect of ministry that we divide everybody up, and certain people take care of certain people, and just stay up with them. So it's a good thing. Well, you're a blessing to First Baptist. Well, thank you. I'll tell you that, and I thank you for coming in and spending just a few minutes with us. Is there anything else you want to tell us? Is there anything you just said? I've just been dying to get something off my heart. <laughs> No, I can't think of anything. Uh-uh. Well, good. So, yeah. everything's You've covered good. everything. <laughs> everything's good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we appreciate, like I said, appreciate you coming in. And we just encourage you to join us the next time for First Person. Thank you again, Miss Debbie Johnston. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family. 